You're listening to The Winning Side, and this is Pastor Brandon Lake coming to you from Amazing Grace Baptist Church. Thank you for joining me this morning. Today we're finishing our interview with Dr. George Antonios, the pastor of Hope Baptist Church and the creator of Council, C-O-U-N-S-E-L, Council and Might on YouTube, and also, uh, of course, the founder of Council of Might uh, Seminary. And so we're glad to have him on the program, and we had a great start to the uh, topic last week, talking about Christians and conspiracy, how Paul admonished us not to give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions, but rather, you know, to things that are edifying. And so this conversation was very edifying to me. Now, we've just been discussing in in review of last week, we've just been discussing uh, the packaging that Satan puts on all of these things that is so appealing. And uh, we're going to pick up the conversation uh, with Dr. George, and I know you're going to enjoy it. So if he wants you to believe something that's wrong, he knows that if he connects it to himself, you'll, you'll buck it, you'll reject it. He knows he's smart. I mean, he's a lot smarter than us. We've got to acknowledge that. Yes. Okay. I am a sheeple. So what he does is he knows that if you if you say this is the work of God, then the Christian will accept it. But he wants you to reject it. So he himself will advertise the work as his own. Mm. So you can so you can then reject it. Well, one of the light bulb moments came for me. I was on the internet like everybody else. This is years ago, and I'm 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 reading this stuff about watching these videos about the Illuminati and the New World Order, and I'm seeing on what's the American dollar bill, and all that stuff is there. And I know there's evil, and I believe it, like Paul says, in part, as he says yes. in his epistle. <laughs> and then, and then one day I'm at a an Ad- I'm at a shopping, uh, you know, Adonis is called Adonis here, and uh, I would try witness to some Muslims in front of me in the line, and the Muslim turns around, he starts talking to me about the Illuminati, and he had seen a movie called Zeitgeist, and the Muslim was regurgitating to me what I had been consuming on the internet and what other Christians were saying. And I thought, wait a second, this is so bizarre. I thought only Christians were figuring this stuff out. But now I've got atheists and Muslims and Buddhists saying the same thing as a Christian. And that as a Christian made me uncomfortable that I'm eating the same kind of food that the lost are eating. And that's when I realized like, oh, maybe the devil is selling this to all of us. We need to pull back here and be a little bit moderate in what we think is the truth when we're reading online just because somebody's telling me that they exposed something it doesn't mean that they exposed something or they exposed something that the devil planted there for them to expose and feel like they discovered something i mean one of the things christians fail to consider is that because the devil knows that we are prone to believing conspiracy theories then he will there's a conspiracy to make us believe conspiracies there's a commandment that god told isaiah when the Jews were afraid of a confederacy between Syria and Israel, so the kingdom of Judah, I should say rather, the Judean kingdom was afraid, the southern kingdom was afraid of a, of a confederacy, an alliance that would happen between the northern kingdom of Israel and Syria. And people were scared and they were getting the news and the Bible says that their heart was moved as the trees of the wood are moved with the wind. Uh, and then the Lord sends the prophet Isaiah with the commandment saying, "Say this is Isaiah 8.12, say ye not a confederacy, don't go around saying a confederacy to all of them to whom this people shall say in conf- a confederacy. So all those people are, the, the people were telling others, it's a confederacy, it's a confederacy. And God, and there was a confederacy. That's the worst part. And God sends Isaiah says, tell them, stop saying confederacy. Neither fear, fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. If you go online and you, you, you get stuff all you collect, you harvest things online, you're liable to commit what one of the prophets did in the days of Elisha. He went out in the field to gather herbs. This is Second Kings chapter 4. And he found a wild vine and he gathered of wild gourds his lapful and he shredded them into the pot. 
And the prophets began to eat, and they began dying. They said, there's death in the pot, thou man of God, until the prophet came and put meal in the pot and healed it. So when you go on the, on the, on the, on the internet, you're essentially um, picking up wild gourds and then giving that to consume to others, and you're spiritually causing them to, to die by fear. And it takes good, good doctrine to correct that. It takes the man of God, it takes the pastor to correct that. <laughs> Brother, that, that is so, so true. And w w this is what we find. We find an admixture. You know, and that that's what Satan's always done. You know, what he did, you mentioned Genesis chapter 3, what he's always done with God's word is is perverted, is add some little thing or or get you sidetracked onto the thought. I mean, he, he got Eve sidetracked onto, oh yeah, God doesn't want you to be like him. That's what he doesn't want. It wasn't Correct. that God knew best, that God had put this as a mode of protection. It was, you know, well, this, there's something there that God doesn't want you to have. And it's, you know, God has given us his word, his perfect word. He's revealed to us. And, and the deeper you dig, and this is what, what listening and, 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 and watching your channel always does for me. It challenges me to dig in there a little bit deeper because God has so much in here. But Christians are wasting so much time digging into every little back door of conspiracy. It was funny when you mentioned Zeitgeist because I remember that exact little documentary there and watching that and just being like, wow, you know. But where's the wow factor when it comes to God's word for Christians? We sit around and fellowship. There, It's fellowship around all these crazy kooky ideas and so little on the doctrines of God's word, which are so profound. Absolutely. And so there's doctrines of the world. And there's even some, you can get into like, uh, you were talking about theological conspiracies, you can you can talk, you can get into that too. Uh, oh. And even that the Bible warns against in Hebrews 13:9, he says, be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meat and meat in chapter five is hard doctrines, Amen. which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. So like my channel is super doctrinal. Uh, it's not the kind of channel that's, you know, popular and sensational. It's very doctrinal. But at the same time, if you're only, if you're only ever in the theological conspiracies and only always in the deep doctrines, the Bible tells you that's not what establishes you. What establishes you is grace, being able to live with people and forgive people and, and edify the saints of God. So even if, even if you get into the Bible, you can get so hyper-focused on some issues and then you you think you've discovered you know the yes. secret to understanding the Bible that's been hidden by the Jesuits you know that's <laughs> another one that's another one man if, if the devil wants you to, to disbelieve a right doctrine he'll just tell you the the Jesuits made it and then he knows <laughs> he knows you've got a knee jerk reaction to the word Jesuits right yes so because we are we are so programmed to react a certain ways it makes us predictable and being predictable allows the devil to get us to where he wants so he just stopped oh oh you believe in free will well that's a jesuit conspiracy oh you believe in dispensationalism that's a jesuit conspiracy yeah. and then you go oh, i don't want to be a jesuit well it must be evil aha i discovered something that nobody else knows oh that's so tr you know in, in my youth i remember in my late in my later youth <laughs> Everybody was very into prophecy, having prophecy conference, conferences. And there was these, you know, I call them specialists, you know, going around. And, and I'm not against a prophecy conference, okay? But uh, like you say, sometimes Satan can use these things as a ploy to get you so focused on what the Bible is in many ways. 
you know, people want to talk about, well, what's a, what's the new heaven and new earth going to be like? And how exactly is the, the millennial kingdom going to run? And how, you know, what's going to be the process on the new earth of life? And all of these things. And, and these things are great to talk about, but they're not going to help you live for God today. And people get so focused on some of these things that they they totally miss living for God today. Yeah. You, uh, along the lines of what you said there about the prophecy, about being you know stuck on prophecy, and I love prophecy. Certainly. Okay, I love that stuff. But uh, you know, Andrew was one of the first disciples of Jesus Christ. In fact, he's a disciple of John the Baptist, right before yes. becoming a disciple of, of Jesus Christ. Andrew is the one that gets Peter, his brother, and brings him to Jesus Christ. So you would expect Andrew to be within the inner circle of Christ. However, yeah. the inner circle of Christ turns out to be Peter, James, and John, with one exception that we forget about. There was once when Andrew makes it into the inner circle, and momentarily the inner circle is four, not three, and that's in the Malavit discourse. Mm -hmm. You read that in Mark chapter 13. Mark tells you that when Jesus Christ gave his discourse about the signs of the second coming and the end of the world, he says it was James, Peter, John, and Andrew. So what you get is Andrew's back in the inner circle just for the prophecy conference that Jesus Christ was holding on the Mount of Olives. And then when the prophecy conference is over, Andrew disappears again, and he's nowhere near the cross. And so that's kind of the kind of Christian that's like, well, I'll go to church if there's a prophecy conference, you know. Uh, but anything else, anything else, I'm not really that interested, even though they were one of the old guard and one of the old disciples. That's Andrew. That is so pertinent because that's exactly what, and you mentioned about COVID. That's a lot. We saw that a lot during COVID. Now, praise God, our church grew. We saw souls get saved. People were coming from other churches that were shut down during that time, all that stuff. But I remember specifically getting certain people, you know, they're, they're, they're writing me letters and saying, you know, they're not asking me, you know, what's your stand on the King James Bible? They're not asking me, you know, do, you know, the, the foundation doctrines. They're asking me, what kind of stance does your church take on COVID? You know, are you making people wear masks? Are you because and behind that, of course, was the great conspiracy minds of, you know, there's reasons why they're doing this and we're non-compliant and, you know, all these kind of things. So it's all this specialty kind of stuff. And I never again, I never thought about Andrew in that sense of there he was for the, you know, the millennial plan. And then he was no longer. And we, we've seen that we've seen people blow in and blow out because and honestly, as pastors, it's it's easy for us to get caught up in these things because, like you said, they yeah. are titillating, they are interesting, they are very, you know, it's everybody's, you know, wanting to know what's going to happen next. But we've got to keep our focus on that book. Yes, you've you've got to be able to. I mean, we preach about walking circumspectly, and the Christians ought to have a biblical worldview, and they ought to discern the evil. Uh, that is, uh, you know, in the spiritual realms and the yes. political realm. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we participate in some of that stuff. Yes. We, 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 our church is, to some extent, has some kind of, you know, political activity. Yes. But it's always, Paul said, let your moderation be made yes. known to all men. That's the thing. And it's like the old preacher said, uh, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Yes. All that stuff is peripheral. If it takes over your life and that's all you can hear and that is all you care about and that is your only criterion for having fellowship or not or going to church or not, then you've not, you're not in the main thing anymore. The main thing is preach. I mean, look at the apostles. They talk about that stuff 
You know, they yes. mention it on the side, but then they go right back into Jesus Christ and him. I have determined not to know anything among yes. you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's the salvation of souls. It's the edification of the believers. It's so you can walk a holy life unto all pleasing to God and be a light for him in, in this darkness for the salvation of souls and the glory of God. That's the main thing. And anything that takes you away from the main thing, you become an unbalanced Christian and therefore unfruitful. Brother, there's so much more that we could say on this topic, and maybe God will give us the opportunity to do do it again. But I think you've nailed the nailed it on the head as a good spot to just conclude for today, and that is two things. One, moderation. Moderation. You know, so many times God talks about a false balance. You know, it's an abomination to God. We've got to get the balance right. We've got to be moderate. There's always a ditch on both sides of the truth. I right. always find that to be the way that it is. And Amen. yes, these things are so, they're interesting. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're always drawing our attention, but we need to remember that time is short and, uh, and the Lord is coming. And, and we as Christians, the admonition needs to be that we as Christians need to keep our focus, as he said, on the main thing. Brother George, thank you for joining me today. I sure do appreciate it. And uh, tell us, tell us just again, where we can, where we can get on counsel and might and uh, just search on YouTube for Council and Might. Is that what we do? Yeah, C-O-U-N-S-E-L, not C-I-L, Council and Might, as in the spirit of Council and Might. So Council and Might, uh, Dr. George Antonio, that's on YouTube. We've got a Facebook group uh, also that's public, Council and Might. Uh, I get to Pastor Hope Baptist Church of Montreal, Quebec, Canada. So if you're in Montreal, check us out. I love our church. I thank God for it. Amen. I also teach an um, online seminary by Zoom. It's called the Council and Might Seminary. And we do that. We've got students from around the world. Uh, we do that uh, live on Zoom so I can share my screen. And if you can't be during the live session on Mondays, Monday mornings, then that is saved. And then you send me an email and I'll send you the link and you can watch it. You can watch the recording during the week at your own leisure and, and catch up. It's $100 per trimester and three trimesters per year for a three-year program. Of wow. course, you can audit it if you want, but you're all invited to join. Amen. That's great. Thank you so much, brother. It's been my pleasure and blessing. May the Lord bless you. No, thank you. I really enjoyed the conversation. God bless you, brother. Looking forward to seeing you out there in the Maritimes. Absolutely. And say hi to your entire family and church, please. I will do it, brother. Thank you. God bless you. And that concludes my conversation with Dr. George Antonios. I hope that you've enjoyed the program. I hope it's been edifying. Some reminders to keep the main thing the main thing. And of course, the main thing is knowing that you're saved and growing in your walk with the Lord. Father, please. Bless the hearts and the ears of the hearers. God, have your will and way in our hearts, and we look forward to our next opportunity here on the winning side. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you seek him, and may you be found on the winning side. Praise the Lord, I'm on the winning side.